How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Melfest Monday. Det bidrag som har fått flest röster hittills ikväll och som därmed säkrar sin plats i finalen den 12 mars, det är Leamo med Blasfield! John Lundvik! Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Melfest Monday. This is the third episode of the series 
and you just heard there, of course, some of the fantastic moments from Heat number two that we saw last weekend. We heard the five songs that didn't make it to the final, but of course we know that Alvaro Estrella and Tonis Achilles making it through to the second chance round. And also we heard there the moments that Jon Lundvik and before him Liamu made it through direct to the final in Stockholm on March the 12th. I am Rob, as ever, joined by my learned colleague and fellow fan of Melody Festivalen, Mr. James Rowe. What a show we had at the weekend, Rob. I know I said, I think I said this actually on last week's episode of Melfest Monday, that heat number one was one of the best heats I think I'd ever seen. Well, heat number two was definitely up there as well, wasn't it? We had such a wide variety of songs, something for everyone. A fantastic open to the show as well from Liamo opening there and going straight to the final. A big favourite of mine as well from Saturday Night Show, Alvaro Estrella back for the third year in a row with his song Suave. He's gone to the second chance round, or the semi-final as we now call it. Rob, you've got to agree, what a show. How have you got through all of that and not mentioned Ivrani was Rimmer Rama Ding Dong Mega? <laughs> How have you not managed to mention that? Yeah, what a show on Saturday. And I think I said this last week as well. We get to do it all again next weekend. So coming up on Saturday, heat number three. And we'll also be chatting to some of those taking part. As you know by now, we like to take you closer to some of the artists from this year's Melody Festival and and on today's episode we will be bringing you chats with Kazia Pia and Faith Kakembo as well. Yep we've also got another round of our Melfest Monday Hall of Fame and we've got a very special guest to look back at last weekend's show and look ahead to heat number three. We've got all that and more still to come. Don't forget you can get in touch with us on social media we're at Eurotrip Podcast. That's right, this is episode number three of Melfest Monday, and we are going to react to everything to do with Melody Festival. We're going to look ahead to heat number three very shortly, later on in the episode. But first, it's only right that we focus on heat number two, the heat that took place at the weekend. And we've got a very special guest to help us with it. We've got Melody Festivalen's expert at SVT. It's Gustav Darlander. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, very pleased to be with you. Honestly, great to have you back. And I think it must be about a year since you've been with us here on Melfest Monday, given, you know, we haven't been doing Melfest Monday every week. So it kind of makes sense why it's been a year (laughs) since you last joined us. But in that time, I want to focus on something very quickly to begin with. You've been very busy helping a lot of us out. You've been producing something very special online. Yeah, I'm, I'm really tired right now because I've been working hard for, uh, especially in January, with completing the Melopedia, uh, which is a new resource from SVT. Uh, it's uh, an encyclopedia only about Melodie Festival. And finally, we, we got all that information just put into one place for journalists and fans to enjoy so that we can uh, have a very knowledgeable conversation about Melody Festival and everywhere. Yeah, I don't know about you, Rob, but Melopedia has been an absolute godsend for me over the last two to three weeks. If we've been preparing for the podcast and preparing to do the uh, commentary on the Melfest app, it must be helpful to you as well, Rob. Oh, absolutely. Like every fact almost about Melody Festival and that you think you can find is in there. And I should say as well, just to point you in the right direction, if you are listening to this and you want to go and check out this amazing resource, melopedia.svt.com 
se is where you can find it and and gustav just remind us how long this has taken you uh it's uh it's about three months of full-time work um or it's going to be when i'm i'm finished for the season uh but i want to spend a lot more time on it because uh, there's a lot of history to uh put into that one place um it's actually a project that we have had on the table and been discussing since i started at svt which was in uh, late 2011 so more than 10 years uh, in the making and uh, we, you know we've been lacking this i've been working with melody festival for 16 seasons and uh, i've always needed something like this and finally we have it so now nobody has an excuse for getting anything wrong to do with Melody Festival. And whether, it, whether it's me or James, whether it's any other journalist working on it, whether it's the hosts, the producers at SVT, if they do, you'll come for them and you'll give them the link to Melopedia, presumably. Yes, exactly. And that's what's so great. So like um, uh, when we have uh, sports, when we have football, everyone knows so much about it because they have all the data at their fingertips in databases. It's all over the place. But about Melody Festival, we haven't got that level of knowledge of when we're talking about it. And uh, now I just want to put all this information to every journalist out there. And I hope that we will have a, a very qualified conversation about Melody Festival from now on. Yeah, I'm almost certain we will do. So it's safe to say that Gustav is the man you need if you need a fact about Melody Festival. And, and I'm certain we're going to get some pretty stellar facts from him in today's podcast. But let's look back at heat number two uh, at the weekend. Rob, shall we chat about Liamo? He opened the show and he's gone straight to the final. What a performance from him at the weekend. It was, as I saw many people put on social media, it's Eurovision ready. If he is to to qualify to represent Sweden, of course, he's straight through to the final already. And if he is to go to Turin, he doesn't need to make many changes to that performance, I would say. It opened the show, of course. Gustav, I'm not sure if you will have this fact off the top of your head, and I presume you won't. But it doesn't seem particularly often that the, the act that opens the show makes it direct to the final it always seems to me that the acts that close the show normally have that honor but but opening the show is a bit more tricky it's a bit more indecisive as to whether or not they'll make it through yeah the statistics are are not as favorable for number one in the running order as for the last one obviously the later the better is is the general idea at least that's what we get as an impression from the statistics uh, but it's not terrible to be number one in Melody Festival. And in Eurovision, there are so many songs and uh, it could be tricky if you're number one uh, in the running order. Number two is, is worse, much worse statistically. But um, in Melody Festival, it's more like in the middle. But Liamu and as well John Lundvik both continuing a fantastic record that they have for qualifying direct to the final, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they uh, have taken part three times, both of them, and uh, all those three times they made it right to the final. No uh, second chance, uh, nothing like that, just uh, straight to the final three times out of three. Uh, they are number 11 and number 12 in Melody Festival in history to accomplish this, and it's a stellar uh, cast of names on that list, really. So, so uh, Robin Benson in Heat 1, he made it for the fourth time in a row, so he's even better. 
on Saturday night, we saw the the long-awaited debut of the new voting sequence. We, of course, were meant to see it in heat number one, and the app crashed, and we know what happened there, but thankfully, everything was on track at the weekend. So we got to see this new voting sequence with the breakdown of the age categories and then the phone vote, and we got this very exciting voting sequence, which saw Jan Lundvig come out with almost every set of 12 points. It's interesting, Gustav, isn't it? Because it isn't necessarily in Melfest who gets the most votes, but it's who gets the most sets of points or the most points from all of the groups together, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Because there are viewer groups, Uh, you got uh, eight viewer groups. It's the phone voting plus seven age groups from the app, and they all have uh, the same amount of points to distribute. And this is supposed to uh, guarantee that all demographic age groups can have a say in in, um, the outcome of the contest. But actually, there's one exception this year. It's the number one in the heats. Uh, That's based solely on the actual number of votes. So they want to give uh, as well uh, some some attention to the most number of votes. So the one that has the most number of votes just make it straight to the final. And then we have this uh, voting sequence where where the points are distributed. It's interesting, isn't it, Gustav? I don't know whether you've got a you know a thought about this that SVT are giving us a little bit more of an idea as to how songs may perform in the final by telling us which the favourite songs were in each of the heats, if that makes sense. You know, we know Cornelia Jacobs was the favourite song in heat number one, and and we know that Liamu was the favourite song in heat number two. So from that, we can presume that they are more likely to do well in the final. Yeah, definitely. And this, uh, this is a big difference from before. Uh, we saw this um, in uh, 2010 and 2011, that uh, the number one was presented in the shows, and then they removed it presumably because it was very revealing. Um, But it's not um, uh, a sealed bag uh, for the final. We had cases of, of, uh, at least one time, Robin Schoenberg made it from the second chance and won the final. Uh, So you can even go from uh, the semi-final in this case and win the final, theoretically. So why wouldn't you be able to win the final if you were number two in, uh, in your heat? You mentioned the second chance round there, of course, now in 2022. It is still sort of a second chance, but we now call it a semi-final. One of the artists from Saturday that went to the semi-final was Alvaro Estrella, another one who you can probably ping out another wonderful fact for us, Gustav, because I think, am I right in saying that's three years in a row he's competed, which we don't see that often, and three years in a row when he's gone to the second chance round. Yeah, exactly. The, he's uh, he's the guy for the record books now. Uh, it's uh, they, these these are the things that you live for as a researcher when it comes to Melody Festival, and isn't it? Uh, because if he makes it to the final, uh, he will be the first one, unless I am mistaken, ever to make it to the final three years in a row as an artist. Uh, so that's something. Also, he will tie the record for making it through from the second chance round or the semi-final this year. Uh, since he would have made it three times in a row. And uh, he's the first one since Andreas Jonsson in 2008 to take part three years in a row at all in Melodi Festival. Uh, so, yeah, as a researcher, I really like Alvaro Estrella. <laughs> you, you, can see... See, you can see why you are Mr. Melopedia, Gustav, honestly. <laughs> like, you are just reeling these facts off, which everybody listening to this is, is absolutely <laughs> loving. I, 
I'm at your service. <laughs> you too. No, we are so grateful. I mean, just to, just to run through, seeing as we have got the the points then for from the second round of voting, as you know, as we've said, and, and Gustav, you've mentioned as well, we know that Liamu was was number one. He was in in first place in the heat that we saw on Saturday. But everybody else, so John Lundvik went through the second director final song, uh, 92 points for him. And then Alvaro, that we've just been talking about, he goes through to the semi-final on 69 points. And then uh, Tonis Achilles through as well on 62 points. And then quite the gap to everybody else. Samira Manners on 35 points. Browsing Collection, who of course we had on last week's podcast, 33 points. And Niello and Lisa Ajax at the bottom with 21 points. Tony Sakelius as well, Gustav, of course. Fantastic to see her go through to the second chance round because uh, Tony Sakelius is the first trans performer that we've seen in Melody Festival in history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been given a, a lot of attention. Uh, I believe it's just a coincidence that it hasn't happened before. We had Donna International as an interval act, for example. Uh, but uh, but uh, this is the first transgender person to take part in Melody Festival. And, and uh, I believe it was heartwarming for a lot of people to see that the older age groups were giving uh, high points to Thomas Achilles. And uh, that shows that uh, there's a lot of uh, acceptance and, and uh, open-mindedness uh, uh, among the older age groups too. And the two debutantes as well, of course, in the, in the heat on Saturday night, Browsing Collection, and, of course, Samira Manners, they didn't make it through, unfortunately. And it is tricky for debutantes to make an impression in, in Melody Festival, isn't it? Just looking at what we've seen, even from 2022 so far, all of the acts that have gone direct to the final are all acts that have competed in Melody Festival and before, which I just think is quite interesting, isn't it? It's quite interesting that the TV audience, they already know those acts and therefore they're almost more willing to throw the votes their way. Yeah, uh, yeah, they have taken part before. That's right. Uh, but we have, for example, Cornelia Jacobs. Uh, uh, she was a huge favorite in Heat One, and no one remembers that she took part before. Uh, so she counts like a debutante for people. Um, but uh, you, you have something um, there because um, we don't have any audience on the, the dress rehearsals right now. Uh, which is like, that's what dress rehearsals are for, right? And you want to do the show exactly like it's going to be in the live show. Uh, but for contestants like Samira Manners, who um, has performed for like uh, 300 people at most before this, uh, it was a problem, uh, I think, to go out on that big stage in the live show and never having had an audience in the arena at all before. And now it's packed with people. Uh, this is really going to help the seasoned performers. Um, and uh, the plan is to continue like this until the final. The final will have an audience in, um, in the arena in the dress rehearsals too. And this is because it's a resident show in Stockholm this year, and it's hard to sell tickets, I suppose, uh, to both two dress rehearsals and the live show. This is Melfest Monday. Thank you, everybody, for joining us as we have been reflecting on heat number two of Melody Festival in 2022 with the brilliant Gustav Darlander. And he'll be back in a little while to talk us through heat number three, which is coming up this Saturday. And we'll be hearing from two of the artists taking part in that third heat 
very, very shortly. Anything you hear on today's podcast, you want to get in touch with us, of course, at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on the email, hello at EuroTripPodcast.com. And also you can read about some of the brilliant stories that we're getting from this year's Mellow Acts over on EuroTripPodcast.com. That's right. We've got chats with Cassiopeia and Faith Kakembo still to come. We'll bring those to you very shortly. But let's pause for a moment and do another edition of our Melfest Monday Hall of Fame, which I must say, Rob, I am absolutely walloping you at. I've got two wins on the bounce. Yeah, you are 2-0 up because last week, of course, we were looking for best rock song at Melody Festival and you picked Lilla Sister and they have come out victorious. The week before that, I think we picked best Swedish language song at Melody Festival and you again absolutely hammered me at that you picked week number one remind me Arvingana with Eloise from 1993 I mean if you pick a Melfest winner chances are you're probably going to win the Hall of Fame (laughs) so hopefully you've made things a little bit more difficult for yourself this week today on the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame me and James are trying to pitch the song which we think best fits the category of best melody festival and choreography yeah so we're not necessarily focusing too much on the song but the actual stage presence and the choreography from the artist we're both going to pick our favorite and then we're going to put this to a poll on twitter at some time on monday so make sure you go and follow us there at eurotrip podcast to have your say my song for best melfest choreography just comes from last year 2021 it's anton ewald with new religion let's take a listen Now, there's a bit of a flaw this week <laughs> with the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame because you can't actually see the choreography, can you, on the podcast? But hopefully you remember it from hearing the song there. And if you don't, make sure you just hit it up on YouTube, on Melody Festival on channel, uh, and search for them. I'm a huge fan of that song, huge fan of Anton's choreography because I remember chatting to him on Melfest Monday last year and he was telling me just how much work he was having to put in at the gym just to make sure he was fit and ready for his performance. Rob, you've got to agree, it was a, a pretty standout performance on stage last year. Absolutely. We were lucky that Anton joined us a couple of times on last year's series of Malfest Monday, I think, as well. So he is a very worthy nominee. I'll give you that. I feel like I'm cheating a little bit because I am also picking a song from 2021. So once again, we're o- only going back 12 months. And actually, we first saw this song in heat number one of Melody Festival in 2021. So my nomination for Best Melody Festival and Choreography goes to, of course, could only be Danny Saucedo and Dandy Dancer. Now, I know already that you will have that song stuck in your head. I appreciate that's not what we are trying to go for. We're talking about the choreography in particular here. 
But I just thought it was so clever, especially given the fact that last year we know that they had to work the teams at SVT with a smaller stage setup. They didn't have as much space as they're normally used to, but they used every inch of it in Danny Saucedo's performance of Dandy Dancer. Of course, the staging constantly moved around. It looked a little bit like he was in the back of a lorry. I, I don't know if that's the vibe they were going for, but... I was a big, big fan. Never has a cardboard box been better utilised than it was in that song. Now, I'm not going to call you out necessarily, but I'm just going to make the listeners aware that we're going for best choreography and not best staging, because I think maybe Danny Saucedo would win for best staging. But come on, guys, you're listening at home. Choreography choreography just remember Anton last year he was all over the show with his dancing you showing off those skills all over the show badly is that what you're saying you're criticizing him no not at all I'm just making sure people are aware that it's best choreography and if you want to make sure I get three wins on the bounce and I'm sure you do you're listening going Rob what on earth are you talking about pal then make sure you head over to our twitter at Eurotrip podcast and cast your vote You can cast your vote all you like, but all I care about is that all people will see when they look at that poll, they'll see two names. They'll see Anton Ewald, New Religion, and Danny Saucedo, Dandy Dancer. And I think we know which one's going to win. This is the Euro Trip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. We have got a full look ahead to heat number three very shortly. Gustav Darlander will join us again to look ahead to everything on Saturday. But shall we now chat to a couple of the artists who are going to be on the stage, on our screens on Saturday night? Let's start with Faith Kakembo. She's not a new name to Melody Festival. Cast your minds back a couple of years, back to 2020. Uh, Heat number three, she performed the song Crying Rivers. Sadly, didn't make it out of her heat that year. But she's back this year with a brand new song called Freedom. And I sat down with her last week to chat all things Melody Festival and started off by asking her to look back on her memories of Melfest 2020. Well, I didn't have any clue what I was doing, basically. (laughs) But it was, I mean, normally I work as a nurse. So I just, I mean, it was like someone just dropped me off and a helicopter into a completely different world and there was uh, in Luleå so I had a great experience it was fun it was uh, emotional as well but I only have great memories you said at the start there you normally work as a nurse you're a bit like Anna Bergendahl in this respect aren't you because she's a nurse and does music at the same time is that what you've been Uh, doing since then Yes, I've been completely covered up with this COVID virus. I've I've been working at the ICU uh, with the COVID patients since March 2020. So that's my job as well. That's what nurses do, take care of sick patients. So uh, that's more of a normal uh, day for me. So take us back to, I guess maybe it was last summer, when and how... Did Melfest come back under your radar? When did you first start to have the idea? How did it all come about to come back for 2022? Well, the thing is, I recorded some songs in in, uh, 2020 and they have been just like lying around in in the pipeline. And two of the songs we sent in 2021 during the summer. And then I got a call 
And I don't remember when it was, maybe it was in September, maybe that one of my songs. But the thing is, they didn't tell me which song it was at first. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, really? Which song it was. And they were like, you're in Melody Festival in 2022. And I was like, yay. <laughs> and then I was like, but with which song? <laughs> so, but I'm really happy. It was Freedom. It's an amazing song. It's kind of a hopeful song in a way. Uh, it's about being yourself and being able to be yourself and loving whoever you want, dressing the way you want, uh, working with whatever you want, or I mean, just being free and in the person that you want to be. And you've worked with some great songwriters on that track as well, haven't you? Laurel Barker yes, and Anders Redov really stand out for me because when we look back yes. at some of their songs, a lot of them are really up-tempo, high energy. Is that what we're going for for freedom this year? I wouldn't say up-tempo, no. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, maybe mid-tempo. I think you will recognise uh, the style, though. And that's all you're allowed to say, because it's so hard doing these (laughs) tasks. I know. I'm not not quite sure what I'm allowed to say, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that's okay. Yeah, it's a mid-tempo song. I think it's a really beautiful song, though. And what was that songwriting process like for you? Because you're credited as one of the songwriters alongside the others. Uh, This clearly comes from the heart, I imagine. You were really involved in the songwriting process. Yeah, we were at Anders Place, actually, in Malmö, and we were just put together and they were like, write a song (laughs) here and now. And I mean, we just started and then maybe took us three hours to just to get at least get the basics of the song, it took us three hours. And then in the afternoon, we just recorded it. And then we just left the song there. And after a couple, maybe two months, we just picked up the song again and listened to it. And we didn't do more with the song after that because we were like, well, I think we actually nailed it. So the recording that is coming out after is actually the song that I recorded in the studio that very first time. So very excited to hear that for the first time then. What has your life been like since you got that phone call to say, Faith, (laughs) you are going to be in Melfest 2022. What have you been doing? Has it just been practice, practice, rehearse, rehearse, ready for the, for the first heat? (laughs) Surely no. It's been like, (laughs) Like the last two years, basically, I've been working at the hospital. I've been uh, actually also working at a university where I live uh, teaching. And it's actually just now when uh, it's now it started like interviews and uh, rehearsal, preparing what I'm going to wear and things like that. So what do your colleagues uh, at work think about this? Because it must be weird for them, right, that you're working with them <laughs> every day. And then one time you just say, oh, by the way, I'll not be at work on this Saturday because <laughs> because I'm performing in Melody Festival. And they must think this is crazy. Yeah. The thing is, my boss is like the biggest Melody Festival fan ever. <laughs> it's so funny. He's a doctor and he's really excited. And he's like, yeah, he wants me to get him some autographs and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they're great. My colleagues are great. They're really nice and they're supporting and my whole family is really supporting. They just want me to do what things that I want to do and the things that I love. So 
yeah. not only do you have your colleagues your friends your family but there's also loads of fans who will be listening to us right now having a chat what would you want to say to people who you want to vote for you in your heat and melody festival and what message do you have to the fans i just want to say that i'm so grateful that you are even there i mean and i am so looking forward to meeting you all i'm totally starved <laughs> i just want to see your faces and your smiles and hopefully you like the song i really like the song so i hope to see you soon wonderfully put faith thank you so much for joining us for a chat and i wish you the very you. best of luck for your heat and melody <laughs> festival thank you james it was so nice speaking to you so a huge thanks to Faith Kakembo for joining us here on Melfest Monday. Thank you very much, James, for bringing us that chat. James will return, of course, alongside myself and Gustav Darlander a little bit later as we look ahead to heat number three in full. But not before we hear from another of those taking part in Saturday's show. And my guest is opening the show. She is song number one on Saturday. It is the brilliant Kazi Apia. Now, Kazi is probably a new name to you, but I promise that you will know some of her music. Her song in this year's Mellow is called I Can't Get Enough, but she is a huge songwriter in Sweden. She has written for the likes of BTS, a huge, of course, I was going to say huge South Korean band. I don't need to explain who BTS are to you. I think you're well aware, of course, arguably the world's biggest pop group. She has been a huge K-pop producer for a really long time. She's also written for some other massive artists. And now she is taking part herself in Melody Festival. And now her stage name, I should say, is Kaziapia. Her full name is Moa Anna Kaziapia. Carl Becker. So you may hear her refer to herself as Moa in this. I may refer to her as Moa in this. We're talking about Kazia Pia. That's all you need to know. And coming up in this chat, you will hear me ask her what it's like having a song played into space. You heard that right. But I started by asking her how her life had changed ever since she was announced as one of the acts taking part in Mellow 2022. It's been crazy. It's been um, a lot, a lot going on. Um, and um, a lot of adrenaline and um, I was in some kind of shock when I got the news that I'm actually going to be in the competition and, and that our song is been cho chosen so uh, it, it took me a couple of weeks to like kind of um, realize the whole like that it's real and uh, I, I was I'm so happy and I'm excited and I'm counting down it's just a uh, weeks left now and I, I i am so excited now tell us a bit about yourself as an artist like when did you get into music and tell us about you and your sound so i've been an artist for like 12 years uh, i was in idol 2009 and after that i got signed and i started to release songs and i've been uh, doing different projects. I've been on tour. I've been in in band, and I've been uh, really um, finding myself in 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 what I like in music. And I've been doing a lot of house before, so I've been on the house stage uh, um, and uh, releasing songs that I've written from my heart. And I've been working my uh, ASS off. <laughs> Uh, really, I've been working hard to get where I am today, and um, 
I'm also a songwriter uh, since uh, like I've been writing songs for myself forever, but I, I five years ago I started writing for other artists as well. So um, it's full house. I'm 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 really working hard and um, I'm enjoying myself. And the name Cassiopeia comes from a is it a star constellation? Yes, it is. It's like a W, like a double. What, what am I saying? Double, like a V? Yes. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's also like an M if you turn it around. So it can you be know? whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It can be like, like, um, uh, yeah, like Moa or, you know, so I just, I just always found, found that uh, really beautiful. And I read it in a book when I was a kid, there was someone called Cassiopeia and I, I, I really thought that was beautiful. So that, I kept that and then I uh, I took it as an artist's name when I got signed. It can be, so, you, you said it can be an M for Moa, but it could be a W for winner. You win Malfest. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I mean, it depends on how you look at it in the sky. Uh, you can actually see it from Sweden. And when um, I was celebrating Christmas with my family down south, uh, me and my uh, boyfriend were living in a little small house on my mom's um um next to my mom's house yeah and when we went to bed at nighttime you could see Cassiopeia straight above uh, our little cabin that we had and so I was standing there watching it like I I just like I feel really it feels special when I when I'm watching it and while we're on the subject of, of stars you've had your music played in space is that yes. right yeah, it's right. It's correct. We we launched when I released a single called Wild Ones. We launched it out into space in the direction towards Cassiopeia. Um, so we got like premiere played out in space before we we premiered it in like on Earth. <laughs> so so that's also what I'm thinking about when I'm watching the the Cassiopeia constellation. It's like imagine I have a song. Like my song is is towards up there, like as we speak. And I think the um, SSC is the Swedish Space Corporation that we did it together with. Uh, they said it's going to take like about 99 years or so for it to <laughs> to 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 come to to the first star in the constellation. So, so still, um, still on the way. Still got a long way to go. Still on the way. <laughs> I mean, I guess my grandchildren have to keep track if it's if it's working. Yeah, or it's working. of course. <laughs> and then when the aliens come, they can tell us that they've heard your song. And yes, yes, <laughs> that has to be the first question. If an alien comes, like, have you heard the wild ones with the Cassie Bear? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right that K-pop as well is a is another huge part of your of your musical influence in your career? Yeah, that's correct. I've been writing K-pop for five years. Um, so uh, I, be, I, I am working with the, the biggest acts, uh, for example, BTS, Red Velvet, Twice, and Hype, and TXT, like all, all the biggest groups in K-pop, I'm writing for them. So that's uh, something I'm really proud of, and I'm happy that I started with five years ago, and it gave me a, a real um, career in, in songwriting. What's it like to work with BTS? BTS, like the biggest group in the world aren't they they're just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous they're, they're massive yeah um I mean we're working um before Covid hit we were in Seoul a lot working with the different different labels and um 
but now mostly we work from here in our studio in Stockholm and then we send all our songs to the labels and then they pick the songs they like best and then if you're lucky and if you work hard you can get singles with the biggest uh, acts and and um, then a lot of doors opening for you and then you get the opportunity to do it a lot more and and everyone is so nice like uh, very polite i love being in korea working everyone is super polite and uh, um, it's always such a good time being there working with them now let's talk about your entry for melody festival in 2022 which is i can't get enough which is also as you said you've written it with how many others have, have helped you write the song we were four on the song so it's uh, me paul ray bishat araya and jacob redset now paul ray people will know of course from melfest last year as well of course so has, has he given you any advice for, for what it's like to compete in the competition um <clears throat> yeah uh yes he has and and he gave me the ad advice that i already felt like i need to hold on to and that is to not think so much about that it's a competition and mostly have fun with it and don't get like sucked into the to all the gossip talking and all the ratings and people speculating who's going to win and who's going to lose and you know all that I'm trying to just stay out of that and just focus on having a good time and uh, this is the first time for me I've never done mellow before uh, so I'm I'm just trying to really enjoy every moment and uh, every step on the way and uh, you know be proud that I even entered the competition and you know of course I want to win but I'm not thinking about it too much I, I'm, because I'm afraid that I'm gonna get all nervous and it's gonna affect my performance so I'm, I'm really just trying to chill and uh, have a good time and that, that's been his advice to me as well so he's I love him he's really nice I know you can't tell us too much about what it sounds like because we haven't heard the song yet, but is there anything you can tell us about the vibe of the song, about what we can expect? I mean, I still, I still smile when I hear it and I've been able to listen to it for almost, almost a year. Uh, so uh, it still makes me really, really happy. And I hope that that's going to be the effect on everyone when they hear it. Um, it's, it's a pop song, 100% pop song. And um, it is about, it's about, for me, the lyrics is about getting back that self-confidence that I think I lost for a few years as an artist. And that's why I paused my project. Um, and I've, I've, I, I got that passion back in the room while we wrote this song I felt like guys this what we're writing right here right now I it, it's 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 making it makes me a lot of gives me a lot of feelings and I felt that passion coming back and I could vision I could see myself sing this song on the stage and I didn't have that feeling for for four years or something and um and so the, the lyrics is about getting confident and feeling love for yourself that you almost can't get enough of yourself, you know? 
um, but it can also be about a love for someone else. So I feel like this song can mean different stuff for different people. But for me, it's about self-confidence and um, getting that passion back. Mama, it has been a delight to talk to you. Good luck. Can't Thank wait. You. Can't wait to see the live performance because you've you've built it up in my head now. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good luck. And we can't wait to see you on the stage. So thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. This is Melfest Monday. Lovely to hear from Cassiopeia here on Melfest Monday. We've heard from two of the artists who are going to be competing in this coming weekend's heat. So now it's time for us to look ahead to all of the seven acts who are going to be taking to the stage. Before we do that, Gustav, do you want to take us through the songs and the artists that we're going to see on stage? All right, in heat three of uh, Melody Festival in 2022, uh, in uh, position one in the running order, Katsi Opeya. I can't get enough. I said it in Swedish there, Katsi Opeya. Uh, you know the English pronunciation better than I do. Uh, number two, Lancelot, Lyckligt Slut. Number three, Lisa Miskowski, Best to Come. Number four, in the running order, Tribe Friday, Shut Me Up. Number five, Faith Kakembo, Freedom. Number six, Linda Bengtsing, Fyrfaldigt Hurra. Number seven, Anders Bagge, Bigger Than the Universe. Very nicely done. We say that to everybody every week, but that was particularly well done, Gustav. So thank you for doing that for us. You're always so kind. (laughs) Gustav, we we spoke earlier on in today's episode about, you know, the difference that we've seen when it comes to established acts, how well they've done and some acts that are making their debuts in Melody Festival and then how they've kind of struggled a little bit more so far this year. But heat number three, the heat we are going to see this forthcoming Saturday has got so many established names in it, especially we have to start on Linda Benson, Gustav. How many times has she been at Melody Festivalen? Uh, this is her eighth uh, time, and all of them has been as a solo artist too. So uh, she's uh, the one who has taken part as a solo artist for the most years in the history of Melody Festivalen. And you're right, she's really the big uh, veteran in in this field. Uh, otherwise, we don't have a lot of Melody Festivalen years on the record for for these performers. It's interesting that you mentioned that, Gustav, because James, I know you had another chat, which we haven't heard on today's episode, but I think we're going to hear potentially on Wednesday's podcast on the Euro trip with one of those names. Yeah, you say I've had a chat. I've not yet had the chat. I'm going to have the chat on Tuesday that you'll be able to hear on Wednesday, Wednesday's episode with Anders Bagger. Now, you mentioned that we've got some big names and established names. He is in Sweden pretty big in the music industry, but we've never seen him compete in Melody Festival before, or for that matter, compete at all, really. Yeah, this is the big thing this week, for uh, at least for the viewers. He's been a judge in uh, Swedish Idol for so many years, and he, he was it for the last season too. Uh, but he hasn't himself been on stage. He's uh, the songwriter for, for established big acts. And um, like he, he has worked with Jennifer Lopez, Madonna, Celine Dion, Janet Jackson, Santana, Enrique Iglesias. I mean, those are some big names. But now he's actually going to perform himself instead of, of uh, being a judge in Swedish Idol for, for other people to perform. He's known as this good guy in, in the, the jury, uh, too. So everyone likes him. And um, 
he's uh, the favorite according to the bookies to um, to win this uh, this heat yeah, super interested to see how he gets on on Saturday. But as you mentioned there, Gustav, you know, he's bound to have a, a huge swell of support from the, the audience watching at home on Saturday. We have got another couple of names, of course, in the heat on Saturday who have been in Melody Festival and before, maybe with not a huge amount of success. We've got Lisa Miskovsky and Faith Kakembo, who, of course, we've just heard from before on this episode. They've been to Mello before. They've not really done that well. So 2022 is a, is a chance for them to, to go further than they have before. Yeah, um, maybe you, you're catching a theme there for this week. It's that we have these um, big um, uh, experienced songwriters and um, producers taking part. Lisa Miskowski is also one of those and Cassiopeia is certainly one of those. I mean, she... She got, I think, the prize from the Swedish record companies on their award show last year as the biggest international success. And, and to be the biggest international success in Swedish pop music is, is something. She got some prize from the government too. She has um, written songs, Katsiopeia, uh, with uh, four billion streams in total. Like, yeah, it's, she, it's she mentioned, she mentioned to me in our in our chat that she's written songs, you know, for the likes of BTS. You know, arguably the biggest pop band in the world. You know, it's amazing yeah. she's competing this year. Then you're stacking up streams uh, quickly, uh, but also, I mean, Lisa Miskowski. We should uh, we should not forget her. She's also been working with uh, so many people, and it's a fun story that she co-wrote the Backstreet Boys song "Shape of My Heart," uh, which was a Lisa Miskowski reject. They wrote songs uh, for her album and decided that this not fit, this doesn't fit the style for my album. And Max Martin, the prolific Swedish songwriter that she was working with, posted on to Backstreet Boys, who said that, yeah, it's good for us. I don't know about you, James, but I didn't think the Backstreet Boys would get a mention on today's episode of Malfest Monday. No, me neither. Honestly, it's when you start to dig deeper into the songwriters that you see that a lot of them, yes, are doing Melfest and sort of working around the Eurovision scene, but often sometimes get dragged away and you find them doing all sorts of other things. I want to keep talking about some of the songwriters for a moment as well, because this weekend we're going to see a big name songwriter compete for the first time this year. Thomas Jason. He's got two songs competing this weekend, Gustav. It's the first time we're going to see him in 2022, but he is a big deal when it comes to Melody Festival, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he is um, a big veteran at this point. Uh, 65 songs in total. Uh, he uh, has he contributed with to Melody Festival, which is the all-time high for any songwriter ever. And he's in the Melody Festival and Hall of Fame. He won Eurovision with Euphoria. And he's been all over the place, of course, in national finals and in Eurovision Song Contests. Uh, so it, it would be interesting to see what he can bring this year. He's written the song for uh, Linda Bengtsing and Anders Bagge. And uh, also in Heat 4 for Anna Bergendahl. And then, Gustav, just finally, what can we expect from, from two of the names that we've not mentioned? You know, we've kind of touched on almost everybody there. But... We've not really talked about Lancelot or Tribe Friday. Tribe Friday, another group that we're going to see in Melody Festival in this year. So far, we've not seen the groups progress. But but what do you know about Lancelot and Tribe Friday? Uh, well, uh, they, they are interesting too. Uh, Lancelot uh, is the son of um, Magnus Hedeman and uh, Magdalena Graf. 
Uh, Magnus Edman was a goalkeeper in the Swedish uh, national team in football and played for Coventry City and uh, Celtic. Uh, and we also have Tribe Friday. Uh, it's an emo bubblegum rock band. Uh, they are very... <laughs> they are... I, don't know, I don't know how those things go together, but I'm excited <laughs> to see how they do. Yeah, they are, they are very, very real. Uh, they have um, uh, ambitions to become like the biggest band in the world. And uh, they are, uh, they describe themselves as self-identified emo losers uh, from three small Swedish towns. Uh, so it would be interesting to see what they bring. Yeah, first of all, Gustav, you mentioned uh, Backstreet Boys before. Didn't expect to hear that. And then didn't expect you to mention Coventry City. We're getting it all today, aren't we, <laughs> Honestly, Gustav, your your knowledge, not even just of Melody Festival, but the people associated with the contest, no, no bounds. Like, you know every way in which people are even, like, tangentially linked to the contest, which is so yeah, impressive. Yeah. I'll put you on the spot then, Gustav. Is there anything that you want to tell us? Is there any statistic or fact that you've not mentioned so far that because we've not asked you about it, that you want to squeeze in just to wow people and make sure they head over to Melopedia to have a little bit of a scout for themselves? Well, uh, we are releasing uh, facts uh, about um, contestants during the week on, on Mondays, Tuesdays and um, uh, Wednesdays. Uh, so you can go there yourself and find new exciting facts. Um, we can uh, mention, for example, that Lisa Miskowski is going to have um, in, uh, in the um, uh, facts both a band and four dancers on stage, uh, which is a combination that we don't see a lot. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, another backing singer taking part this week is Johanna Beiboom. As a backing singer, she won Eurovision with Euphoria. And we haven't seen her a lot as a backing singer in Melody Festival. And if ever, I'm not sure she has ever been a backing singer in Melody Festival. She's an artist, uh, usually. And we could also mention that uh, Dino Medan-Hodzic, the songwriter, um, is, uh, he took part for the fifth uh, time, I believe, with uh, Liamo. Uh, in Heat 2 and made it straight to the final. And he has made it, uh, I believe, straight to the final with all his songs, uh, all five songs. And that's really impressive. In Heat 4, he has written the song for Medina. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep up with that fantastic track record. The perfect place to end there, Gustav, because not only have you kind of outfacted yourself, it seems, you've kind of <laughs> I can't imagine I can't imagine you've got anything left after all of that, which is which is amazing. And you've also told us about heat number four, which we're not going to talk about until next week. So this seems like the perfect place to to end. Gustav Darlander, thank you so very much for everything. Not just for joining us on the podcast today, but for everything. It's been brilliant to have you. Thanks. I'm so happy to be able to supply knowledge to everybody. Well, that is us done for episode number three of Melfest Monday. A huge thanks to everybody who joined us for today's episode. Of course, Gustav Darlander. Make sure you do go and check out Melopedia for all of the stats and facts you could ever need about Melody Festival and also to Cassiopeia and Faith Kembo. Best of luck to those two and the other five artists who are going to be taken to the stage this coming Saturday for Heat number three. I can't believe we're already at heat number three of Melody Festival in 2022. After this week's show, we will be halfway through Mellow 2022. I don't want to make everybody feel sad and, and think that Mellow is kind of rushing past us this year. But it has been fantastic to have the shows that we've already had so far in February. 
and it'll be brilliant to see Oscar's ear and special guests, of course, back on the mellow stage inside the Avicii Arena for the final time on Saturday, because, of course, from next week, we'll be heading to the Friends Arena for the final three shows of Mellow this year. But thank you to all of you for joining us. I hope you really enjoyed it. And do, of course, let us know your thoughts on everything you've heard today and all of your thoughts on Mellow throughout this week. You can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. We're on the email as well, hello at EuroTripPodcast.com. And you can read some of our exclusive stories about this year's Mellow participants over at EuroTripPodcast.com. Absolutely. And then we'll be back in your podcast feed, first of all, on Wednesday for a brand new episode of the Eurotrip, where we will be bringing you that chat with Anders Bagger, as well as a couple more chats that you will not hear anywhere else. And then, of course, back next Monday for a brand new episode of Melfest Monday. But in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.